Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-Hour Energy. It contains all the great 5-Hour Energy Shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily Immune Support plus extra strength 5-Hour Energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Minute Maid slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushie, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59. Or try small McCafe frappes and smoothies for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Hey listeners, this week we're dealing with some pretty serious stuff in the Babadook, so there might be some themes that listeners find quite triggering. So here's a heads up before we get into the main programme. Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 2014's The Babadook. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Oh, loads. Oh! Loads. Well, obviously I haven't really been anywhere, but I bought a new mattress. Oh. Because it's a different size to my other mattress. I was like, I'm not going to buy a new bed. <laughs> I'm going to build a new bed. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> So currently I'm sleeping on the floor and there's like a million planks of wood in the basement. Oh my God, I love it. I'm going to build a bed. Yeah. Mattress on the floor. I'd actually mind a mattress on the floor. but Just the, get a bed. There's a bit of storage space. Go, go to Argos and get a bed. There's cheap beds at Argos. Well, that would be the easy way. <laughs> that would be. Like, no, I'm going to make do, a bed. Yeah, you don't do anything easily, you, do you? No. No. So I dismantled the original bed and I'm going to... Like, chop it up and, like... Oh, God. put it back together in a different shape. Oh, Jesus. I feel like I'm going to follow up to this and you're going to be like, yeah, I bought a bed from Argos, it didn't end well. Yeah, I bought a bed. Yeah, I, bed. <laughs> I broke my bed and now I don't have a bed. I <laughs> chopped well, it up into a million pieces. <laughs> anyway, it's... It's, it's a project. You need after, a project. I love a project. But then after I'd bought this new mattress... Mm. Got in and the telly popped. Oh. So then I had to then choose and buy a new telly. Oh. I'm like, I haven't done purchases for ages, and in one week I've done two. Yeah. So you've not had that telly that long so either, have didn't you? Get the cheapest, eh? No, don't get the cheapest. I no, think LG tellies are good. Yeah. Which ones? LG. Uh, they're not. They're not. They're probably a mid range. They're not like the most expensive. But they're not the least expensive. But like we've had ours since we first moved in together. So that was like good. eight years ago, yeah. nine years ago. Very well, good. Before it gets delivered to keep us going, <laughs> I got out the spare telly which I keep in the basement, which I just bought eight years ago. Yeah. And it's like thirty inches or whatever. It's like watching a film on a pack of cards. 
Tiny. I didn't realise how big our tellies are getting. Like when we were they young, are. we just had a like a shoebox size. I had like a fifteen inch, a fifteen inch like DVD yeah. telly thing that which I had in my room, and then I moved in with Rob with his like forty two inch TV that he had in his tiny yeah. room, and I was like, well, I need big tellies now, and it's your fault because I'd, like um, you can't downgrade once you've got used to a giant telly, you, you can't, can't go back. No, because it's weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> it's like our t- what are our tellies going to be like in? 10 years probably like the size of a wall wall. projectors it did say wanted a projector at one point i was like that's probably too big it was crazy but then also i was like but also it might be quite good Mm. he's changed me this is has ruined me i'd have been happy with my tiny tv get it as well as a telly (laughs) (laughs) just get both yeah i don't know how much project costs um they're not cheap and you have to replace the bulbs quite often as well on them Mm, it's effort in it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I like those ones that are like they're like really thin. I think they're called like wallpaper TVs or something, and they're really really thin. Oh yeah, they're really cool. And then there's one that I you can like, get. I'd love to have like um, a roll, rolling TV screen, and you could just put it on the wall, unroll it, and watch whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then if you say you wanted to watch TV in the kitchen, just take it through to the kitchen, fold it in half so it's smaller. Pop it on the table and just watch it in there. Mm, that'd be quite good. I don't think technology's quite. No. Uh, yeah, but you never know. You never know. Stranger things have happened. Somebody will happen. do it. <laughs> yeah, there's those ones as well that you can get, and they look like. They basically look like a picture frame. I think they're called like picture frame TVs or something. Yeah. But like when it's not on, you can have like photos on it or art or something on the background. Yeah. So it just looks like a picture on your wall. They're quite cool. Just weird. You know in Back to the Future when they went to 2015? Yes. And Marty met himself as yeah. an older man. Yeah. And his young, his son was watching telly. And mm. he had, they had like 12 small screens in a big like square. And he put like seven different channels on at once, didn't he? He asked them yeah. like a weather channel. And, and I was like, it never occurred to them that we would just have a huge screen. They thought we were going to have... Loads like of different screens. All screens and watch different things at once. That's really stressful. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that either. No. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That like that was twenty. The, that was the sort of vision they had for two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. So like, flying was, cars. Was Blade Runner not set in like two thousand and twenty or something like that? It's something like that. It's set. I would like to suggest though that reality is actually turned out stranger than the than fiction. predictions in all the films. Yeah. That's it. Oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. Ugh, madness. I did my sentence. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah. It didn't take long, actually. There was loads of questions. I filled it all out. And, um, you know, we had to put your job description in. Yeah. I wrote a description and we were like, oh, that's a nice, sort of succinct, round, three-line little job description. Because I was like, I don't want to go into too much detail. I just need to just put a description for the sentence. So we're like three lines. And we're like, yeah, that's nice. And then when I got in last night, I was like, I think I wrote a haiku. <laughs> I love how you wrote a haiku. I, I love a haiku. haiku. I love a haiku. They're the best kind of poem. We did them at school and I never quite understood what they were. Is it five syllables? But now, as an adult, I looked it up and I was Seven like, syllables, five syllables. Is that right? It's, it's like five, seven and five. Five. Or three, seven and five or something. Yeah, I think it's five, seven, five. 
Yeah. I love them. I feel like I really, I find them really whimsical, so I like it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I might see where else I can put a haiku. Yeah. Just... That'll be nice. That'll be nice for the census people who have to read them, because I imagine it's census so people. boring. Everyone else just puts, like, vet or doctor. Like, look, like... a haiku. Oh, a haiku. <laughs> this is nice. This is new. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. What have I done? Not a lot. I started. I started rewatching my so-called life this week. Oh my god, I love the nineties. Oh, I miss it. I never watched that. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, Jared Leto, Dreamboat. Love it. Oh. I love yeah. how everyone references him in his full name as well. He's always Jordan Catalano. He's never just Jordan. He's always Mr. Jordan Catalano. Mm. You get certain people who are usually referred to by their full name. Yeah. Like, if they've got a fairly common first name, yeah. they end up being just being called by their full, full name, name for sort of clarity. But and then... It just sticks, and then calling them their first name, yeah. you feel like you're not even talking about them. But then I was thinking about it, and I feel like if I talk about Jared Letter, I full name him. So it works in his actual yeah. life as well. He always gets full named. Yeah. He's a full name person. That's what he needs, mm. yeah. But yeah, I watched that. I finished Parks and Rec as well, so I'm really sad. Oh. But that was that was because I had to watch. I had to watch a few episodes after watching this because mm. I was in a weird mood. I'm still in a weird mood yeah. about it, actually, to be honest. But uh, yeah, we'll get into that now. <laughs> so yeah, in all the uh, crazy fun that we've had, we watched The Babadook, feel good movie of 2014. <laughs> Directed by Jennifer Kent, and the synopsis is A single mother and a child find a strange book which leads them into the mysterious world of the Babadook and he ends up manifesting in their house. Dot, dot, dot. So when I first saw a trailer for this, I feel like it's one of those films that is marketed really differently to what it actually is because I feel like they kind of marketed it as a, a straightforward horror film yeah which is what i was expecting when i first watched it so when i first watched it i didn't like it and i was like this is crap don't like it i don't like the ending i don't know it's horrible but then after reading about it and being like oh that's what it's about and then re-watching it i actually really really like it and it's really clever it is clever but it's um... not it's, it's not a... It's one of, the, you can tell that it is well done and the mm. quality is good and the acting is really, really good mm. and the it's really well acted and, and directed and stuff. Yeah. But also, it's a bit sad. It's a bit... It's a little bit... Like with a, like a slasher film, mm. you can be like, oh, well, that was scary and it made me jump and it was entertaining and I'm just... But then you kind of just leave it at the door then, don't you? But this... <laughs> It's a little bit Think creepy. about it. It's creepy in your head. It's creepy in your heart. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it scored a oh yeah, forgot. It scored a six point eight out of ten on IMDb. I think I it should have that. got a bit higher. I think, but yeah. Also, at the same time, maybe it doesn't because it's not. Um, it's not an enjoyable it's, film. Not, not very. It's not really really enjoyable. No. It's not. If you want horror, it's not the most scary. If you want psychological. Yeah. The, the psychological things. Yeah. And a really like thickly vibe that's really off putting. Yeah. Which I think is what they wanted. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's one of them in it. It's um apparently she she says that her a sort of 
main influences like in filmmaking are David Lynch and uh, David Cronenberg, oh. which I kind of I kind of see, and it's based on a friend's yeah, experience. Yeah, it's a, a one of her friends had an experience of uh, her son was seeing like a, a monster in the house, and that yeah. was that was kind of the inspiration for it. And she made a short film called Monster, and I think she. I think she did some work for Lars von Trier and she was on his set and and kind of learned a bit from him to make like how films are made sort of thing. And then yeah. she made this she made this shot and then obviously this led to the Babadook being like a feature length film because it was kind of it's kind of it's the same premise but it doesn't go as much into detail of like the the sort of mother and son dynamic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she, yeah, she um, holds the rights to the film as well. And I feel like, because it did really well at the box office, people were like, is there going to be a sequel? And she was like, there won't be a sequel because it's not that kind of film. Yeah. But I don't know how you would do a sequel to that. It's not, well, doesn't make sense. Because you take a film as like Marvel type franchise. Oh my God. There's so many of like them now. sequels are, are built in. Whereas mm. if you decide to... S- produce and create a film that examines the psychology of childhood and parenthood and how they interact and like grieving and stuff it's not a sequel it doesn't lend itself to like a sequel it doesn't as in you'd have to maybe look at if you wanted to do a sequel i suppose you could do a different interpretation of a babadook appearing yeah appearing yeah is it babadook or babadook because i think they called it babadook babadook Apparently, Babadook is Hebrew for he is coming for sure. Oh. And also, it's an anagram for a bad book. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like it even more now. Oh, <laughs> don't oh, like creepy. it. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's yeah. do this. <sighs> right. <laughs> Apparently, uh, William Friedkin, director, director of The Exorcist, described this as, I have never seen a more terrifying film than The Babadook. And that's from the dude that did The Exorcist. So, wow. Yeah. And that, that was a one that messed people up for years. So, anyway, let's start. So, we start with our protagonist in a car. And it's like, it's, it's like a sort of dream-like sequence, but you can kind of tell she's in a car. And it's kind of, everything's kind of slow motion sort of thing. And she, she kind of, she's sort of looking and then all of a sudden, like, the car crashes. Yeah. And, and oh, it's... Um, um, our cat was in the room when I watched that bit. <laughs> and it was like a horror film for her as well. She was freaking out at this, this freaking noise. And then that was it. She was like, no. No, I'm out. Not having this. I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. So then she's kind of on the floor and she looks over at her husband. And then it kind of, it sort of cuts and she's like, she sort of floats into a bed. And then you hear this, Mom! And then she sort of snaps out of it. And uh, little kid Sam comes in. It's Sam and, Sam and Amelia, isn't it? Sam and Amelia. And, and, and he's like, I had the dream again. I love that little... I think that little kid's really cute. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, he's really annoying. But I don't think he is annoying. He's, I think he... in Like, his acting for a little boy is mm. really, really good. Yeah. Because his character has elements which are annoying which shows how the mum is struggling to to cope with him yeah yeah it's like well he should be 
temperamental or difficult. But he's only like six. Like little boys at six are a little bit annoying, I guess. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think he's really cute. But anyway, so then it cuts to like her basically looking through his cupboards, looking under his bed, and you get this shot repeated a lot, like just looking around for like things in his room, basically. So then she ends up with him in her bed reading a story to him, and I think it's like don't know if it's like the three pigs or or what's the other one. Red Riding Hood or something like that. Something with a wolf in it, anyway. And then uh, there's a bit and it says, uh, I'll, I'll kill the monster when it comes. And that's kind of repeated over and over again in the film. And then he's like, can you read it again? And then she's like, really? Oh, all right, then. So she starts to read it again. Then it cuts to them asleep. She's wide awake. The kid's, like, crawling all over her, basically, in his sleep, grinding his teeth and all this lot. And she's, like, can't sleep. And she sort of moves him and then moves to, like, the furthest side of the bed. Like, she literally cannot get away from him any further in this bed without being on the floor. And it, and you kind of yeah. think, that's kind of the start and you kind of think, what's going on there kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And then and then it's, you get yeah, the title it is, card. It definitely starts out and you're like, <laughs> this is not going to be a happy film. No, the... Co- the this, all levels. Yeah, the like the use of colour. Every it's it's like it's, it's got a very, filter it? on it. Yeah, it's like everything's yeah. sort of dark and like yeah, really like grey and muted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then it cuts to her alarm going off and she's struggling to get up because like she's had no sleep, obviously. And then uh, she starts hearing this commotion and she's like, oh. Oh god, I better get up. And it's the son with this trap, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill it when it comes." And he's got this like catapult thing that he's made. Mm. And I was like, "You're six. How have you made that?" Like, yeah. I couldn't do anything like that when I was six. But anyway, he's made this catapult thing with a cricket ball in it. And then she's like, "Please don't set that off." And he's like, "I'll kill it when it comes," and sets it off, and it breaks a window. And she's just like, oh, "Yeah, got quite a lot of." force to it that cricket ball i know yeah and she's like oh all right and then it cuts to her trying to like get him dressed and he's trying to do like he's doing like a magic trick and he's like there's nothing in my hands there's nothing in my hands and then he's like you need to look at me it doesn't work if you don't look at me and she's just literally focused on getting him dressed at this point she's like i just want to get you dressed just get on with it it's fair enough if it's a school day yeah and she's like this monster thing needs to stop like you you just need to get over it basically and then he hugs her and she pushes him away and she's like don't don't do that and i was like mm. Mm, that's horrible it's a bit sad isn't yeah. it yeah and she uh, she yeah. drops him off at school it's kind of it's kind of setting up like their life i guess about what their life's like at the moment so she works at a care home and there's a guy who comes in who makes a joke about a woman being in a kitchen and they're like haha very funny we're all laughing at that and then she says that she's on the dementia ward. Mm. I feel like there was so much of this that I just related to. It was weird because like, I used to work at a care home as well. And I was just like, oh, yeah. like everything, it, like it really hit a nerve. And I was just like, oh my God, like, ugh. It is a bit close to the... It's too close, yeah. Phase. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like mm. you sort of invite, when you watch it, it's like you're inviting in... Like, as they have a Babadook visiting them, yeah. through watching it, you invite in, questioning, like, all the things that happen, because you're like, 
I relate to that. Yeah. And it's ugh. like, other films don't do that. That's it. Really. Like, That's it, yeah. Yeah. So so she she's at work and then someone's like, the school's on the phone. So she's like, oh God, what's going on? She, it cuts to her at school with Sam and they, I'm assuming it's like the head of the school yeah. are talking to they her. They don't, they just, doesn't that woman look like an absolute classic head teacher? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, absolute head teacher, perfectly cast. There. <laughs> so, yeah, so they produce this crossbow and I was like, how has he got a crossbow? Oh my God. And they're like, we've had... It was homemade as well. Yeah, they were like, we've had talks yeah. and we've had we've had sessions, we've had all this kind of stuff and then they were like, basically, we're going to get him one-to-one. He's not going to be in a class. That's what's happening. And and, and then she she's sort of saying he won't cope with that though. He, what he wants to be with his friends and he want you know... It, it just needs a bit of understanding and they're kind of saying we've given understanding up until this mm. point but he might be putting kids at risk and I've got yeah. she's basically I mean, I like I've got other kids to it's the way she kind of says it though she's like I've got yeah. 24 other kids in that class to to see to and not just your son and all this lot and, and it gets her just back like, up if you yeah if you're a teacher so as a teacher you take on the role of being a teacher yeah that means that you have to understand that some children need a different cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier now you can use your contour voice remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your tv screen using simple voice commands that makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside just say show me my backyard camera into your cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Um type of attention perhaps yeah yeah because i think a lot of teachers just expect all children to like fit in one box and then then when they don't they don't know what to do with them yeah Yeah. that's it so yeah so she she's got a backup at this point so she's like right well fine we'll find another school then that that can deal with him and all this lot and then i yeah they refer to him as the boy a lot as well and she's like he's not that's not his name his name is samuel 
So, like, she is, like, defending her son at this point. Yeah, because the problem is, like, he is difficult. Like, I do agree they have portrayed a very, very difficult child. However, but, though, you've got to look at the teacher, other thing. You Like, your job's a teacher. But you've got, to look at, you've got to look at it from all sides. Why is he being difficult? Yeah. Because I but know I do a lot also of... get he can't bring a dart gun to school. That is... Maybe don't bring a crossbow to school. Cool. That is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're in the car going home. And then it cuts to them at the supermarket. And, and uh, I think, like, he's talking to a, a lady. Yeah. And then she's like, don't don't bother the lady. Don't bother this nice lady. And she's like, oh, it's all right. And then she's like, oh, better get home to, to dad or whatever. And then Sam just says, he's like, my dad's in the cemetery. He was killed driving to the hospital to have me and then the, yeah. the woman kind of looks at him and she's like okay then. okay then don't really know what to say to that and then the mum the mum kind of freaks out a bit but i feel like at this point she can't hear it she cannot hear that story that yeah he died going to the hospital like she just she just cannot process it at this point so yeah she i think she is in the it cuts to her in the park with her sister Claire at this point and her her child Ruby is playing with Sam on like a adventure playground thing. And she's yeah. kind of talking about sales and stuff, but like she's not listening. Like Amelia's totally yeah. she's just not you can just tell like she's just not she's not engaging with anything. Like she's not Yeah. She's basically just going is. through the motions because she's she sort has of to yeah, that's it. Yeah. She's so detached um, from everything. And then uh, well, I'm not a psychologist, but it's like where people cannot engage with day to day life. Yeah, that's it. There's of, just no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I. I. Well, sometimes I'm like that when people tell me things, and I'm like, I don't understand why you're telling me. I don't understand why this. you're telling me this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you're sharing this. Yeah. With me. When people are like, I went to the shop. And the celery was 5p more. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, okay. I don't understand why you've told me that. <laughs> why have you told me this? Because I'm not a celery seller. I'm not a celery like, seller. Leave me alone. I'm not a celery. <laughs> why are you sharing? I just, yeah. So lives sometimes. She, yeah, she's, she, she's sort of there, but she isn't there. Her mind is yeah. somewhere else. And then uh, basically her sister says, Ruby doesn't want a joint party this year. And then Amelia's like, oh, that's all right. We, we don't have to come. That's that's fine. And she's like, no, we, we want you to come. But we're just saying that, you know, maybe Sam should have his own birthday and celebrate it on the day. So obviously she has kind of tacked on to Ruby's birthday, giving him a joint yeah. birthday because she doesn't want to celebrate his actual birthday because it's yeah. the anniversary of when her husband it's died, basically. Painful. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. I, I do understand that. And then uh, it cuts to her. Support. She's in the car with him and he's just screaming his head off. Mm. And she she's she just looks... She's just... It's kind of she a... She doesn't know what to do out. with him. She, 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 she does. I think the thing I noticed is it's like... She has support from people. Like, she has support from the teachers at school mm. and support from her sister. Yeah. But it's like the people who are supposed to be supporting to supporting it have got tired of trying to support her because yeah. it doesn't seem to be working. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you want to support someone... And, and it's kind while, of, I think she... Like, they still need support. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's, Bye, it's difficult. Like, right, I'm going to give up on you because yeah. I asked you if you're okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's difficult. So it is difficult. My job is done. So, yeah, she it's gets. Like, she, something else to try to do. She gets home. And the na- the neighbour, she's lovely. I like the neighbour. She Oh, I love the neighbour. She's so nice. Upset. Yeah. I was constantly scared something was gonna happen to her. Yeah, no, yeah. So <laughs> she um she's like, Oh, are you alright? And she's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 okay and and then she's like, Oh, I'll put you I'll put your bins out for you and she's like, Oh no, no, you go in, you've only just come home and she's like, No, no, I'll do it now and, and it's done. So obviously like she does help her out a bit and Yeah. You know, that that's quite nice. Well, it shows that she isn't like um, Amelia isn't like a selfish person. person who's yeah, just that's it. It's so like she's, she's not. She's caring. She's not a bad. Yeah, she's not a bad know. person. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So she gets into the house and they've they've got a little dog and he's at the oh, cellar door and she kind of tries this the door and makes sure that it's locked because nobody goes down there. Then. It goes to the bedtime, so they're doing the checks again to make sure everywhere's clear. Yep. And then she's like, pick a story. That's why you need a mattress on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you'd eliminate <laughs> that problem. <laughs> That's the way to do it, isn't it? That's it. No no space under there. You see, ours is a, an ottoman bed, so there's no space uh, under there. Can't yeah. get under. Yeah. Can as well. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, pick a, pick a story and we'll read it. And then uh, it brings this, like, mysterious red book and she's like, oh, I've not seen this before. And it says Mr. Babadook on it. So the uh, the book was designed by Alex Junas, I think he's called. And he's a graphic designer that designed this book. And then I was thinking... It was scary. I was like, Rob's a graphic designer. He should, like, design books for films. I'd love it. And apparently they actually made this book... And I did look into it. They actually made the book. And the first 2,000 of them were numbered and signed by the director. Oh, wow. And it had, like, additional... I've been worried it was real. It had, like, additional pages not seen in the film. And I think it was, like, a proper, like, you know, like the pop-up and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they, I think they sold 9,500 of them. And I looked on eBay to see if there was any on eBay just out of interest. Yeah. And they're going for, like, £300 each. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? But I was like, I kind of yeah. want one. Really want one. So, Very cool. it's real. But, like, I know it's, like, it's scary and horrible, but, like, I appreciate, like, the artwork of it. It's just really, yeah, it's yeah. a nice it's book. Yeah. all the more scary for the quality of how it is yeah. made, isn't it? Yeah. So, she starts, she starts reading this book, and it's kind of like, it kind of reads almost like a Dr. Seuss book, like, with the rhymes... And it kind of, yeah. it's like, and it's basically, you can't get rid of him. Uh, he knocks three times and you'll see him, basically. And it and it shows, like, there's, like, a little boy and him looking at him. And then the little kid's like, does it hurt the boy? And she's like, what? And he's like, does it hurt the boy? And then he starts crying and she's like, I think we'll get a different book now because I mm. don't like this. I wouldn't have even got past the first cover. I'd be like, this book is creepy. So- I'm not touching it. <laughs> Chuck it out. Hello. So kids, the kids in her bed again, basically Sam, because he's not sleeping by himself because he's frightened after this book. While he's asleep, she carries on looking at this book past the boy, and it says, it basically says at the end, you're gonna wish you were dead because 
of the torment that you're gonna mm. receive, basically. So she's it's not like, a nice book, is it? It's not. Like it's it. not a friendly child's book. So she no. decides to put it at the top of the wardrobe, away from everything. So I was watching some like reviews of this film where they said that the mother is afraid of the son, but I didn't get that. I thought it was the other way around. I think, like, afraid means lots of different things, though. Like, you mm. could be scared that your son needs help and you can't give it to him. Yeah. You could be afraid that you're not able to cope looking after him. Mm-hmm. You could be afraid of what he might do. Yep. It's, it's yeah, it's a really... Because, obviously, being a parent isn't easy and there's lots yeah. of aspects to it. Mm. And, like, you might... You might be afraid that you're not able to uh, guide him, yeah, so that he cool and stuff. And it's it, it might it might be she's just afraid that he just needs something that she can't give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. There's different interpretations, isn't there? Yeah, apparently. I mean, he is a little bit dangerous with his with his contractions. contractions. Yeah, yeah, like no one so... wants a dart in the eye. <laughs> no one does want a dart in the eye. That's very true. So, no one does want a dart in that. It was made on a £2.5 million budget and £30,000 of that was raised via Kickstarter. Oh, cool. And that money went to the art department. Well, so, good. Good well, well spent, guys, yeah. Well done. Um, so they auditioned a bunch of kids for the role who were around eight or nine years old, but then they said that the performance was too self-aware at that, at that age. Yeah. So... When uh, Noah Wiseman came in, he was six when they auditioned and filmed it, and they they sort of liked him because he had like this innocence about him, and he, he wasn't self-aware. Like a real child, as in he obviously young children when they it's like you can't be like no, this is your motivation. You, you need yeah. the director needs to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. find the exact right child who yeah. is able to learn lines without yeah acting sort yeah. of thing yeah. I like the, uh, the one story that came out from this was uh, the, the film got put in the LGBT section of Netflix by accident and then there was loads of like memes going around of the Babadook as a gay icon, which made me laugh. I liked it. So she she sat watching TV with the dog and uh, she's watching like, there's like couples on TV like kissing each other and stuff and she just looks really sad and tired at this point. Then she goes upstairs for some time by herself, inverted commas. But she doesn't get that because the kid comes in and says that the Babadook's in his room and he can't sleep and is terrified. So she's like, you're just tired. It's, it's not, he's not there, it's fine. And then and then he said, the, I, I picked up on a lot of the dialogue on this, it's, which was really interesting. He says, I don't want anything bad to happen, mum. And then she's like, it won't. I don't know what you're on about. And then he's like, I'll protect you. So this got me thinking because I was like, is this the first time that this has happened? I don't think it is. I think, I think around his birthday every year, she gets depressed and she starts to change. A lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. And then he, he has to sort of pick up the pieces of her yeah being depressed but then but then i feel like this one has maybe come to a point where it's it's worse than it's ever been kind of thing yeah that was my that was my sort of thought 
because there's Brilliant, stuff he that says. Make a lot of sense, yeah, it? it's just like things that he says, and he's like, and it, and you know, like he's like, I don't want you to be sad, or I'll I'll protect you, and I'll save mum, and and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, this isn't the first time, and yeah. I feel like as well, like his his sort of playing up and and what's construed as like being a bit of a problem child is him preparing for her depression at this time of year. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Wow. As a well, children and their parents are very it's, in tune. Yeah. It's it's to what is unsaid. It, it, which obviously children mm-hmm. and perhaps the parents as well can't articulate, but they are yeah. aware of each of, other very deeply. Absolutely. Yeah. Then you get this kind of shot of the house, and it's really dark and it's really oppressive, and yeah. And she's just having a read in bed. And then she hears this knocking sound, which is the three knocks, but she ignores it and goes to sleep. And then uh, then it gets to it's morning and she, I think she's going to go out with Sam, but he doesn't feel very well. So the sister, Claire, is having him for the day while she yeah. goes to work. So she drops him off and she's like, do not talk about this Babadook to anyone because nobody wants to hear it. Just keep it to yourself. So then uh, then it cuts to her working and uh, she's doing bingo. And I was like, this scene, I feel seen. I relate to this so hard because (laughs) I have done this in a care home where you're doing bingo and you're trying to be enthusiastic and nobody gives a crap about bingo. Um, They don't want to be there. And I was like, yep. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And she's like, you know, she's shouting out her numbers and nobody cares. And then she just starts making up numbers. She's like, five million. Anyone? No. No. Whatever. So then she's she's sat on a break and she's kind of rubbing her head and she just looks, she looks like she's a bit stressed and sort of, yeah. So, and then she sort of, you can tell that she's like she's tired and she feels horrible and she's just like that. But then as soon as somebody comes in, she sort of sits up and gets a grip of herself, yeah. kind of thing. Because I think when you're experiencing mental health issues, you don't want to be a burden on other people, yeah. and you don't want to project that onto other people. So you sort of try and put a brave face on it, kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's tricky though because like. A lot of people don't want to know about other people's problems, mm-hmm. um, but you do need to share mm. things That's with it. the right people. That's it. Like there, there is the right people are somewhere in your life, but you, mm. you can't always figure out who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So this this guy comes in who, who she works with, Robbie, and he's really nice, and he's like, you know, you don't have. He's like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, oh. Why don't you get yourself away? I'll cover yeah. for you. Just go and go and be with Sam. Cover for you. So she ends up going, but she doesn't go to get Sam. What she does is she goes to take herself to a a shopping centre or something, and she has an ice cream, and she sits there by herself with an ice cream. An ice cream. And I thought that's probably like the only time she's had to herself for God knows how long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then, obviously, she she gets back in a car, she looks at her phone, and her sister's called her about a million times. So she's like, oh, God, what's happened? So she gets to her house, and the sister's fuming. She's like, where have you been? And he's, 
you know, she's like, he's been talking about this Babadook thing and uh, freaking my daughter out as well and, and, you know, this is bad. So then I think she ends up talking to him about... Does he get some? He gets some firecrackers from somewhere, and he firecrackers, yeah. and she's like, "Where have you got them?" She bought them on the internet. Got the internet, and then uh, and then basically she's like, she's annoyed with him at this point. She's like, "There's not going to be a joint party this year. You're not having a joint party." And but then he's like, "Oh, all right then." Then it cuts to a magic act that he's doing. Which you find out he's been watching on a like a video or something, and, it's, thing, yeah. and he's and he's doing his sort of spiel, and he's like, "Life can be a wonderful thing, but it can be treacherous." Uh, and then he starts using his firecrackers. He scares the dog because the dog doesn't like the the noise. Yeah. And then he says, "You find out that he's in he's in the cellar, and there's a picture of his dad and mum that he's got, and like stuffed animals and stuff." And then he says, uh, don't worry, Dad, I'll save Mum. I'll trap the Babadook. I'll kill it, right? So then he he come, he's obviously comes out of the cellar and she's like, she goes absolutely ape at him and she's like, what were you doing down there? And you find out that basically all the father's stuff is in the cellar. So she's put it down there, she's locked it away, she doesn't want to think about it, basically. And then he says, he's my father, you don't own him, and walks off because... He's upset, so... Yeah, it's... This whole thing is really sad. It's, it's so awful. sad, it's so sad, and I feel yeah. like it's kind of... Her... She... She hasn't processed this yet. She, she She's just basically... She's probably because she's had a child to look after by herself. She's basically yeah. been like, right, well, I'll look after this child. It, grief, I don't have time. And everything's going in there. I don't want to look at it. But then, obviously, yeah. there's this sort of bit where... I think she says she says it some at some point that he's very much like his dad. So she's basically looking at the dad every day yeah. because the son looks like him and she can't like she loves him but she can't get over that kind of it's like a reminder every day basically that she doesn't yeah. want to be reminded of. It's horrible. It's so sad. Oh, oh this film. It's, yeah, it's it touches on like issues that all families face. Which yeah, I think makes it, it does. even more that it's just yeah it's just sad isn't it yeah the uh, nice guy robbie comes to check in on her just to see that she's all right and he brings a plane for sam because she said that he was sick so he drops her right in it because he's like oh, i brought you a plane because you weren't feeling very well and and he's like oh i'm not sick and then he's like oh okay so she's like thanks for that one you've dropped me right in thanks. it yeah. And then she basically says, yeah, no, he's not. He's just disobedient, so I can't t- send him to school, basically. And then uh, and then he goes, <laughs> he's like, she won't let me have a birthday party and she won't let me have a dad! And then just walks off and then he, she's just like, oh, God, honestly. It's difficult because, obviously, children state things yeah. in very, very simple terms. This is the thing, like, he... The- Things which have led up to this. He doesn't really... Well, he knows. Like, he knows what's happened, but he doesn't understand, really. Yeah. And, like, he probably wants to know his dad and who his dad was and stuff, but she just cannot talk about it to him at this point. And it's kind of... She's just... If he mentions it, she just shuts down, I think, and doesn't want to speak to him about it. Oh, it's horrible. So she goes to the cellar and she finds all the dad's stuff is 
got out of boxes and stuff where the kids been, obviously, and she... Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. It starts to tidy up and she sees the photo of them together and I feel like that's the first time she's seen that picture in a long, long time because she can't deal with it. And then she sees the coat and the hat on the hook that looks very similar to Babadook. (laughs) Then uh, it comes to them having soup for tea, but then she realises that there's glass in it. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I'll make you something else. And then I think he sort of says, I think he says that it was the Babadook that did it. And then she's so like... How did the glass get in the soup? Was did she it put like... the glass in the soup? He did. No, she did. I thought she, she did. did. Yeah. Oh. As part of a kind of depression psychosis. Yeah. That's what I thought. And I was like, oh my God, that's really oh. terrifying. So she's like, you watch your, watch your DVD and I'll make something else. So he starts watching his magic DVD that he's into. Then she she goes upstairs to I don't know, she goes upstairs for some reason and she she finds the clothes and the picture on the bed and then basically tells Sam off for doing it. But I I think he's like I didn't do it. And then he pushes her. Yeah. And then uh, basically she she ends up sat at the dinner table by herself. Sam's upset in his room. And then I think he sees something in there maybe. And she, she's just sat downstairs, just in silence by herself. She looks absolutely horrendous at this point. She's so drained. Yeah. And then uh, she hears him scream, so she runs up to him, and he's hiding under the bed. And she's like, what is going on? Like, what, what are you screaming about? And then he's like, don't let him in. So at this point, she's like, right, this book has to get out of here. I'm ripping it up. Yeah. So she it's rips going. it up. Yeah, she rips it up, throws it in the bin outside. So... I feel like there was something that I had a look and sometimes the child moves like the Babadook, like he's got the same movements as him. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody said, 
I can't remember who. I don't know if it was Mark Kermode. I think it was Mark Kermode in the review I watched. He said he looks like Papa Lazarou from the League of Gentlemen does a Babadook. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yeah, he does. Because yeah, I was like, it reminds yeah. me of something and I don't know what it is. It's bloody Papa Lazarou is what it is. Apparently the uh, the noise that he makes is from World of Warcraft 2 and it's the calling response of dragons. <laughs> I was like, Nah, it is weird. pretty creepy noise. Mm. Until you realise that it's Warcraft and you're like, oh, it's not that creepy anymore. Mm. So it cuts to the night time. He's in mum's bed again because he's terrified. And then uh, the lights start flickering and turn off. And then she hears this knocking sound again. Then uh, it cuts to the morning. And it's the morning of Ruby's party. So Sam is absolutely stuck to the mum. Like, it won't won't let go of her and she's like will you just go play go play with your cousin like what's wrong with you um and then i think she's kind of talking to the other mums and well i say she's talking the other mums are talking she's there and she just looks so removed from the situation like she's just not there she can't and then like i think somebody's like talking about how difficult the life is and all this lot and then uh, not having time to go to the gym. And she's like, oh, how do you cope with not having time to go to the gym? I'm sure that's really hard work. And they're all like, mm, all right. She's got a point, though. And I noticed... <laughs> she sure does. She's got a damn point. Yeah, exactly. So all the boys are wearing blue. All the girls are wearing pink. But all the adults are all in, like, black clothes. They almost yeah. look like they're going to a funeral. It's really strange. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, it's really odd. Yeah, so... I think she she's kind of having a bit of a breakdown to her sister, but I feel like her sister has dealt... This is another thing as well, because everyone seems really sort of irritated by her depression, and I feel like it's yeah. because it's not the first time it's happened, and I feel like she maybe hasn't got help for it and sort of said, oh, I'll cope by myself. But obviously yeah. she's not coping and trying to lean on other people and they're getting annoyed with her, which yeah. is not ideal. So Ruby, the cousin, is being mean to Sam. She's being a right little bitch to him, to be honest, and saying, like, you've got no dad and all this lot. And uh, and he's like, I do have a dad. And she's like, well, he's dead. And then uh, you get this sort of interspersed with Claire saying she doesn't want to come round because she can't stand being around Sam. But I don't think that's the case. I think mm. she can't stand being around her. But obviously she can't say that to her. Yeah. Because you can't. So... Uh, so then uh, Ruby's pecking at his head even more and basically says that your mum your mum doesn't even want you. And he gets annoyed and he pushes her out of the treehouse. She asked for it, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, she obviously children are not aware of, mm-hmm. of the impact of what they say. Yeah. But she, she, was she shouldn't pushing. really... She shouldn't have... She was pushing, really she was pushing really him... Horrible to it, but... Children, like if he'd said the same thing to her, yeah, she wouldn't have liked it she either. She would have got upset too. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like children do not like fundamentally don't understand. The thing this. is, it's like they're horrible to another child. Yeah. And then when that child says something back to them, they get upset, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, yeah, she she's on the floor. So obviously, she's taken Sam home. It, and he's in the car and he's screaming bloody murder at this point. And she's like, can you not just be normal? And then he just basically screams. <laughs> um, and then he starts saying, get out. 
mummy get out and then he, he sort of has like a seizure in the car yeah so she gets him out and there's there's like i think there's like a, a passerby and she's like help me like i don't know what's going on so then it cuts to the hospital and they're, they're sort of saying like all oh, his results are normal sometimes your brain just overheats and you get a bit of a seizure i feel like children are more prone to seizures like yeah, at that age because yeah, something to do with regulate the temperatures quite as well as adults yeah, can. Yeah. yeah i think that's what, like they say like babies are quite prone because they haven't yeah. got that sort of ability yet they're sort of saying that she's sort of saying like you know i think he's like anxious and, he, and he's aggressive and he needs a psychiatrist but that's not gonna be immediate because you've got to be on a wait list and and all that kind of stuff and and she just says she says can you give me something to help him sleep because i've not slept in weeks i need i just need something so so he kind of says he's like yeah all right then but i can't give you a lot it's just for like the next couple of days so then it cuts to i think it cuts to them back at the house and he's going to bed and he's having these tablets and then i think he says he says, why don't people like me to her? Which broke my heart a little bit. And he's yeah. like, she's like, well, that's not true. People like you. And, and, and they sort of have this sort of chat. And then he says, I don't want you to die. And she's like, I'm not going to die. I'm here, you know, it's fine. And then uh, he says, I promise to protect you if you promise to protect me and I won't mention the Babadook again. So she's like, right, okay. And then, well, that's like when... Families have something where someone has an issue and they don't talk about it. Yeah, basically. And then uh, he's like, I love you, mum. And then she says, me too. She doesn't say I love you. She says me too. Yeah. Which I thought she can't even bring herself to say I love you. Yeah. So this is the first night, basically, that she slept on her own, I think. And she actually, I think she wakes up and she looks a bit better because she's had a full night's sleep at this point so apparently uh when they made this film the director was really really careful not to scare the little boy so which is fair enough yeah so basically like they gave him like a child friendly version of what the film was and then and then like when when like there's bits where she's saying stuff to the child but she actually isn't she's just talking to a, a person on the knees yeah i think Literally, if, thank if god the little actor is not in shot he wasn't on the set for that scene yeah yeah but then but then they did do some like reaction shots so she said to him stuff like she was like you know uh your legos i'm gonna throw them in the river and then he was like that's horrible <laughs> bless him so so yeah, so she she's looking better. She's had, you know, she had a good night's sleep. She hears a knock at the door, so she goes to answer it, but there's nobody there. So she shuts it again. She's like, mm, nobody there. Then there's a louder knock, but there's still nobody there. But then she looks down, and the book is there, and it's been stuck together. And and she looks at it because I think when she first looked at it, the pages in the back were blank. So now. Yeah, so now there's more that's come. Yeah. So it says, uh, the more you deny me, the stronger I get. And then she starts sort of flipping through to see what's happened. And it's and it's like a woman killing a dog and then a little boy and then no, herself. I didn't like that bit. Yeah. I was like, no. And then she's no, like... I'm not, not watching now. She's like, 
no, I'm not having this. So she puts the book on the barbecue and sets fire to it, which is fair. I would have done the same. And the yeah. son the son kind of sees this and he's like, uh-oh, this isn't good. So she calls her sister and she's like, I think somebody's stalking me. Like, And she sort of says that this this book's come back and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And you can hear a sister just sounds irritated by it. Yeah, all. like, what, what is that? What now? Oh, Ring the police. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Not so, this again. Ring the police. She's your sister. Like, so you should try to have a little bit of... Of compassion, yeah. Compassion. Yeah, but that's then, the word. I can't think of the word then. Like, I get, obviously, it's been going on for a long time and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but... Would the sister, like, rather just not know and be mm. like, yeah. I haven't got a sister anymore because she wasn't fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. So you can tell she's just irritated and she's like, I can't help you, I've got to go. And then she carries on on the phone, but then the phone changes and then all you hear is this ba ba duke 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 And she's like, Whoa! and then hangs up the phone. I think I uh, I was looking at the actress who plays Amelia because I was like she looks really familiar to me but I don't know why. Yeah. Turns out she was in Mindhorn. Oh. Yeah. With uh, Julian Barrett. It's about like a. I have not seen that. I think it's a it's a guy who played like a sort of secret agenty type thing in it in like back in the day and he comes back or something like that. I watched it ages ago. It was alright. So she decides that she's going to go to the police station. And then uh, she basically says to this guy, she's like, so I got sent this children's book and it's got loads of violent images in it and, and it's really horrible. And he's like, right, okay, well, where is this book? And she was like, well, I don't have it because I burnt it. So then they're kind of like, right, okay, well, I can't really do anything about it if I've got no evidence to show that this is happening yeah. to you. And then she sees the, the, the hat and coat in the corner of the office that looks like Mr. Baba. Then it cuts to Sam. Sam's talking to the neighbour and, like, the mum just snaps at him and she's like, come here, kind of thing, and she gets really irritated with him. And this is kind of the start of where she starts, sort of, she starts to change, I think. So she, I think the the dog's, like, barking at her and then runs off from her and she's like, oh, that's a bit weird. And then it cuts to her washing up and she sees, like, a bug on her. So she wipes it off. And then she ends up, like, following following it to behind the fridge and there's like yeah. a big hole in the wall full of cockroaches i hated that i was like that's horrible Ugh. yeah and then uh then there's a knock on the door and it's i'm assuming it's like the australian equivalent of social services community services yeah. i think they're called and they're like can we come in and she's like yeah i'm just in the middle of cleaning uh and then she's like how are you uh, and then uh i think I think they asked Sam if he's all right, and he's like, "I'm tired from the drugs." I'm tired from the yeah. drugs, and then I'm uh, tired from the drugs. I'm tired from the drugs, and they're like, "What?" And then and then she's like, "Yeah, he had a seizure, and basically he's had to have these tablets to help him sleep." So they were like, "Right, okay." Then uh, she's like, "Oh, do you want any water? I'll get you some water." Um, and and then she sort of says, "Oh, you know, I've just found I've just found cockroaches in my house. I had them spray. I had the spray for like recently, so I'm not sure why they're there. But I'm gonna have to call somebody out to get it sorted. Blah blah blah. And it's behind this fridge. And she looks behind the fridge, but there's nothing there. Nothing there. There's nothing there. Mm. And then uh, they're like, 
I think we've maybe caught you at a bad time. Maybe we'll come back when things are a bit less hectic. And then all you hear is this, Mum, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> so then uh, it cuts to the night time and she's washing up and she's kind of looking. She can see basically into the neighbour's living room from her kitchen, which I thought was really yeah. odd. And she's just sat watching TV and she's just sat, like, stood washing up, watching her watch TV. Which was like... <laughs> That right. old lady's so adorable. She is. She's so nice, isn't she? And then she sees the Babadook figure, like, stood over her. And oh, she's like, oh. I was so worried for that lady. And then uh, and then Kid's like, I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, oh, you're not going to stay up with your mum for a bit? So he's like, oh, I guess. All right. So he's, like, fighting sleep, trying to stay awake. Yeah. They're watching, I feel like they're watching Skippy. It sounded like Skippy. Sort of kangaroo, isn't it? Skippy the bush kangaroo, yeah, they were watching that. And then uh, she reads him a nice story and then uh, the light flickers on and off and then you get this pan through the empty house again. So she is in bed and she hears this, like, scraping noise but then I think she opens the door and the dog comes in. So she's like, oh, it's the dog. The dog wanted to come in. It's just a dog. So she gets back in bed and it's fine. But then she still hears this scraping noise and then the door opens by itself so then she's like she does what any self-respecting person would do and puts her head under the duvet because there's no other option that'll protect you that'll protect you put your head under the duvet so she can hear this this babadook and he's like ba ba duke 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 and then it like leaps onto the ceiling somehow and she yeah she she's kind of like sta- is this where she's like staring at it and then it kind of leaps at her from the ceiling? I think, I think so, so. Yeah. yeah. So she gets up and drags Sam out of out of the room and she's like, right, we're going, we're going downstairs. And then uh, she stays up watching TV and she's absolutely shattered because she's like she's terrified to sleep at this point. And I think they're watching Black Sabbath, which is by Mario Bava, a Jello man. Yeah. And it and uh, the following scene to that is very similar to what is happening on the TV. Because I think she sees it, she sees him on TV, doesn't she? And then uh, it fades to morning and she calls she calls in sick to the home because she's had no sleep and she looks awful yeah. at this point. And she, she's basically saying, well, give my shifts away then if you must, but I can't come in if I'm sick. And she gets really annoyed. So then uh, she gets into bed and she's like trying to sleep. And then Sam comes in. And he's like, I need to eat. I, f- I feel sick. I couldn't find any food in the fridge. And then he's like, C- can you make me some food? And I was like, this really got me. Yeah. It made me so sad. It's and then, sad. And then it's so sad, isn't it? She, yeah. she basically snaps at him and, and he's like, she's like, do you ever not stop? I need to sleep. And then basically tells him to go eat shit. She tells him to go eat shit. And then he's like, oh... Okay. Mm, I, yeah, I didn't like this bit. This film is not very. But this nice. is kind of when she I'm starts to. It. This is when it starts to like. She starts unraveling at this point. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, w- I was not enjoying this bit at all. And then I feel like she realizes what she said, and she goes to Sam and apologizes, and he's basically cowering in the corner because he's terrified. And then she's like, "I'll make, I'll make you something." And he's like, "I'm not hungry anymore. I don't, I don't want anything anymore." And I was like. Mm. Yeah. And then she's so basically she takes him to a she takes him to a restaurant but I put takes him out to a hell restaurant because that restaurant looked terrible 
There's they like they all over. There's kids just running riot all over the place, yeah. and it was absolute chaos. I was like, oh my god, this is horrible. So they're driving home from the restaurant, and she sees bugs all over her again, and then she sees the Babadook, I think, in a rearview mirror, and crashes her car into another man's car. A guy gets out and is absolutely fuming that oh, she yeah. she's hit his car. But she doesn't get out and exchange details. She just drives off. Because I feel like just she... Like, if you have a car crash, is your first reaction not to go to the other driver and be like, are you, are you all, all right? right? Yeah. Are you okay? I think some people do panic though and leave, but yeah. some people just don't care, do they? She, um, she comes home and the neighbour's next door and she says hi to her, but this time she doesn't even speak to her. She doesn't even acknowledge her at this point. She just goes yeah. in the house. And then it cuts to her sat... In the bath, fully clothed. She just sat mm. in the bath, fully clothed. She's not very well. And then uh, and then Sam comes in and he's like, I can call Auntie Claire. So I'm thinking, this isn't the first time. And he's been like, Auntie Claire, you need to come because I don't yeah. know what to do. Which I think has happened more than once. So she, she grabs him and puts him in the bath with her, fully clothed. And he's just like, I don't, I don't really... I don't really want, want to, to be in the bath be fully clothed. Yeah. yeah. So then it cuts to her. She's wandering around with a violin in a case, and she takes it to bed with her. And the kid, I think, I think he wants to do. I don't know what he wants to. He wants to do something, but she's basically like, "I just need to sleep." I'm guessing it's during the day. She's like, "I just need to sleep." And he goes to take this violin off her, and then she just, she's like, "Leave it!" And he's like, "Oh, right." So then uh, she hears the Babadook, and she wakes up bolt upright, and she's out hearing all these, like, whispers through the house, and she's like, I can hear something. And she finds Sam in the kitchen calling the neighbour to stay with her, and she goes absolutely sick at him, and she's like, I told you not to call anyone, we're fine. And but she, they're not fine, though. And she's, she's really mad, and she's like, do you want to frighten that old lady, that nice old lady that lives next door? Like, what, what are you doing? And basically takes the batteries out of the phone, she takes a knife to the phone cord, and he mentions the Babadook and says, I just didn't want you to let it in. She basically, uh, she locks down the house, so he's not getting out, and Sam's hiding in his room. She... Goes to give him the sleeping pill and he's like, oh, I feel sick, I don't really want... And she's like, take the pill. So he takes the pill, but he doesn't take the pill. It's like slight... He does his magic sleight of hand, takes the pill. the magic came in handy, didn't it? All the stuff that he had came in handy, yeah. Yeah. So she's sat up watching cartoons because she's not sleeping again and she's like in a zombie-like state watching these cartoons. But then she sees Sam murdered on the sofa and she has a knife in her hand and she's like oh this is horrible what is going on and then he starts to shout which kind of snaps her out of it and she puts the knife away and she goes to she goes to cuddle the dog but the dog runs off and growls at her and the, she's properly starting to unravel at this point so there's I feel like she gives him, they're eating, they're eating like, I'm assuming it's, they're eating the tea, but they're eating ice cream for the tea. Yeah. Which I thought, that's like, definite mental state, like, she's not, she's not cooking, she's not. Yeah. She's feeding him like soup and ice cream, yeah. So, she's still awake, and Sam's asleep on the sofa with the dog. And then she hears this news report of a, a woman attacked son with a knife in a basement, 
and she was shot. It was the boy's birthday. So obviously she's yeah. thinking about this. They, all the lights go off and Sam's not on the sofa, but he's stood next to her then and he's like, wake up, mummy. And then uh, she follows him to the cellar. So he goes in the cellar. It's like a dream sequence, I think. Yeah. And uh, she follows him down to the cellar and she sees a husband and she says, I thought you were dead. And then he basically says, he says to her that we can be together, just bring me the boy and we can all be happy. Mm, it's it's not good though and i say that obviously there's more to it than that but it's difficult to put it into words isn't it this this is a kind of thing that made me think that it had happened before as well and this has all come to a head so she's had these kind of thoughts she's she's obviously had suicidal thoughts and thought if i end it then we can be with the husband which Mm. is really really sad and terrifying yeah so she runs out of the basement and the lights are flickering on and off and then she sees the Babadook and he's like the size of the door. He's massive. Apparently he was based on artwork from a a lost film called like The Hypnotist, I think. Oh really? Mm. Well, I'm glad it was lost. He also That's reminds exciting. me of he reminds me of do you remember like in the nineties? Where there was a there was an advert for Smirnoff and it was like a marionette. Judderman. Fucking Judderman. He reminds me of him as well. Yeah. That, that advert freaked me out when I was a kid. That I hated was it. Terrifying. I yeah, still there hate was it. Loads now. of complaints about it. I think. I'm not surprised. It was creepy as all hell. Terrifying. Oh my god! It's his fingers. His fingers remind me of it. Yeah. So she barricades herself in a room and she's terrified and she's absolutely like crying at this point but then she hears him come down the chimney in a room i hate it when the hat landed yeah and she she's like crawling across the floor to get into the to get to the door and then she's like it's not real it's not real it's not real but he is there he's definitely there and then you get this like shot of her eye and then it fades to her watching tv again so like she's obviously having like these like delusions of so Sam lets the dog in because he's barking. And then at this point, she's... I think this is it. She just absolutely snaps at this point. So the dog's barking. She turns the TV off and chases the dog through the house and basically picks it up and snaps its neck. I know, it's horrible. So as well, she's been like... Through the film, she's been sort of holding the side of her face as well and being like like looking like she's in pain so at this point she basically rips a tooth out of her head which has obviously been annoying her so rips that out of her head that's that and then she sees sam on the stairs and chases him to a room and he basically barricades himself in his room and she's on the other side it's very reminiscent of the shining you know when jack's trying to get Uh, when he's in the free the fridge it remind me of that and and she's like Bugsy's hurt, we need to get him help, and he, he will not let her in. And then basically she just starts hammering on the door and she's like, let me in, and like screaming at him. Like, and I was like, sick, little six-year-old boy. It's terrifying. He'd be terrified. So she ends up kicking this door in. Sam's absolutely frightened and basically pees himself because he's terrified. And then she's horrible to him and being like, oh, you've pissed yourself. And then uh, basically says to him, I wish it was you that had died and not the oh, husband. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, hard. my like, this God. This not nice. I don't think anyone should watch this film unless they're fully prepared to be 
deeply disturbed by absolutely and then he says i just want you to be happy I just want you to be happy. And then basically she basically says to him, sometimes I just want to smash your head in. Like, oh, that's just, that's not, it's just not right. And then, it's just not right. And then I he, don't want to hear that. He at looks all. at her. I know. He, lo- he looks at her and shouts, you're not my mother. And then basically gets one of those firecrackers and poofs and escapes. Yeah. He wants to go to the neighbour Um but he can't, he can't get out of the house. And I think he shoots her with the crossbow as well. And shoots her in the shoulder with the crossbow Ooh. when he's coming at her. And then there's a knock on the door and it's the nice little neighbour. And Sam's like trying to escape. And then she's like, oh, is everything all right? I know this time of year is hard, hard for you. Um, you know, if if you need anything, I'm here kind of thing. And I was like, she's yeah. oh, so she's nice. She's nice Isn't she yeah. lovely? So... Then the mum says sorry to Sam and is she's like, I've not been good, I'm sick and I need help. Should we go to stay at the neighbour's house? And then uh, I think... That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, and then I think he... I think she says that she wants him to meet the dad. So she's trying to get him into the cellar. But then uh, basically, I think he stabs her in the leg and then runs to the cellar and she sort of chases, but then he knocks her out with something. I think it's probably one of his contraptions that he'd made. That oh, he's got loads of contraptions. Which, he's again, made... makes me think really that one. he's done it to prepare for this because this happens every year. He's, he's something's in his childhood has given him the impression he needs to defend himself from something. From something, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah definitely. So she wakes up and she's tied up and then Sam's there and he's like, I'm not leaving you. And then he's like, I know you don't love me because the Babadook won't let you, but I love you and I always will. And then uh, I think he... It's so sad, it's heartbreaking. It's horrible, isn't it? And he... Yeah. She, I think she she grabs hold of him and basically tries to choke the life out of this little boy. And he, he basically puts his hands on her face and then she stops throttling him. And then basically vomits all this like black... It's like bile black stuff and falls down and and then he's like mum and then uh, basically hugs her and they go upstairs but then he says you can't get rid of the babadook and then the kid gets like flung upstairs and she follows him and grabs him onto like the bed of her it's in her room and the bed's like shaking and going crazy it's like the exorcist and then uh, Amelia is just yelling. She's like, what do you want? And then you sort of see this, like... You see her sort of walk across the room, but the shadow on the wall looks like the Babadook, which I noticed. It's weird. It's so yeah. creepy. I think this is the most disturbing so, film we have watched. Apparently, so the, uh, there's, like, there's vocal samples from Resident Evil used, and ah. the scream at the end is... Uh, motor, is it Motoro from Mortal Kombat 3? Apparently. <laughs> fact so then the husband comes out of the darkness and he says he basically says to her what he said before he died and it's like you know come on honey we're nearly at the hospital blah 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 and then basically she sees him die and she absolutely breaks down and you hear all these like noises like growling and something Mm. like that and then uh the room sort of starts to shake and she stands up and she's like, you are nothing. And she shouts, you are nothing. And then she 
goes into full page from WWE mode because she says, this is my house. You're trespassing in my house. And if you touch my son again, I'll fucking kill you. So Sam's getting dragged by the Babadook and she grabs him and like she does this like massive primal scream and then uh, everything stops. The Babadook appears and then he sort of like drops to the floor. And she goes towards it and Sam's like, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. And then you get this shot of the, it's like a POV of the Babadook and he screams and runs to the cellar, basically. That's what you find. Ah, ah, he's been defeated. And Amelia and Sam hug and then it's daylight and Sam runs to mum and she's, she's on about like a party at three. She gets a visit from the community people again and, and she's like, yeah, he's back at school and uh, it's his first party on the day of his birthday and then she says, my husband died that day taking us to the hospital and that's the first time she's ever actually acknowledged it herself. Yeah. Uh, the cousin's not coming because he broke her nose in two places. Fair. That's just mean. She was asking for it. So then uh, it's it cuts to her outside and she's gardening and, and like making her yeah. house look nice and yeah. all this kind oh, of stuff. She looks so much better. And all like the the filters come off so everything's in colour and everything yeah. looks bright and nice now. So she goes towards the cellar and Sam says, am I ever going to see him? And she says, yes, when you're bigger. So he he goes outside to play and she goes to the cellar and has this bowl of worms. And you get this, like, POV shot of him again. And she's like, it's all right. And then he, like, tries to... I think it tries to, like, go for her. And she's like, no, no. stay back. And then sort of calms yeah. him down. And then uh, he takes the ball and she leaves. And then uh, and then the kid's like, how was it today? And she's like, it's quiet today. And she's like, he's like, oh, you're getting better, Mum, then. And then uh, she... She's sort of sat watching him while he's doing his magic and he, like, produces a dove from this thing. It's really good magic. Yeah. I love magic. It's and then And she's actually, like, engaging in it now and being like, oh, yeah, that's great. And, and then she's like... And then she's like, happy birthday, sweetheart. And she smiles. And then it just ends. Just ends. Yeah. But I feel like when I first saw it, I didn't understand it. And I was like, this ending is stupid. But now I totally get it because it's her depression that is in the cellar, but she can manage it now so it doesn't yeah. come out. She can be like, no, this is how I feel. And yeah, it, yeah. Oof. It's, it's, it's heavy. Really heavy. It's yeah. dark, deep. Yeah. I feel like um, I did relate it's not to nice, both. Is it? I did relate it's to both because like, I've, I've suffered from depression in the past. I don't know what it feels like and it is horrible and you do feel yeah. you do feel like you don't want to burden people with it but then also you do need to talk about stuff because if you don't it just gets worse. It gets worse, um, doesn't it? And then also because I kind of related to the son because like when my dad passed away my mum didn't cope with it very well and she yeah. She had a lot of sort of mental health issues at the time. And like I was older than him. I wasn't six, but sort of dealing, yeah, trying to deal with it is really, really difficult. Man. So it really struck a nerve with me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. Horrible. 
But overall, it's, a very good film. It's very well done. It, I think it would strike a nerve with a lot of people mm. who paid attention to it. Like, if you watched it and you didn't think about it and didn't pay attention and just... Yeah. just took it as like a Saturday night popcorn movie or whatever. That's it, it isn't, then it, it really isn't. Relate. But if you actually watch it and pay attention to it, I think most people mm. could relate to Sam and Amelia in different yeah. ways, which shows how universal um, depression and like... Mental health is, this is it. Complex this is it, and I feel like it's not, even even nowadays it's not talked about Not talked, yeah. But if everyone experiences it in some form at some stage, mm. why why not? Is it a burden to, to talk That's about it? it? That's it, it. It shouldn't be because we would all benefit from mm. talking about it. And what like friend or family doesn't want to help That's their it. friend or family out? That's what they say, don't they? A yeah. problem shared is a problem halved. That's it. And I think there's a there's a really interesting podcast actually that I listen to, and it's called Psychoanalysis. And they do, there's, um, it's sort of, it's a horror, it's horror movie reviews, but it's done through mental health. So they'll pick a mental health topic and then go through a film that kind of relates to it. And one of the guys is a a psychiatrist or psychotherapist. And, and they all kind of say that they, they, they all sort of suffer from some kind of mental health issue. And it's yeah. really, really interesting. I definitely, I definitely recommend listening to it. And it's kind of, it's nice to see that people are on their own and people can say, oh yeah, you know, actually I've felt that before and yeah. kind of thing. So definitely recommend it. Yeah. So strong, it's a strong film. But yeah, I did have to watch Parks and Rec after it because I was like, I feel yeah. really sad. <laughs> I had to watch, watch Chef's Table on Netflix. <laughs> You've got, you've got to put something on. Got to put something light-hearted on. I, I didn't even know what I was going to watch because I couldn't even read the Netflix menu on my tiny little telly. Just anything, anything to be, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't recommend this film without caution, I think. if Like, if you don't want to confront psychological yeah. issues... Oh, yeah, definitely. Perhaps put it on the shelf. yeah. Until until you're you ready, mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a first year uni student studying psychology, watch it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you want to watch like something a bit more lighthearted, don't don't. It's not for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it struck me as being a bit like when I, when it first started? I was like, I wonder if I see any actors from Neighbours. Because whenever you watch anything that's Australian, you always think, mm. Will I see someone from Neighbours? Yeah. Obviously. Did you see anyone from Neighbours? No. Oh. And it was like a really, really dark Neighbours episode. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. like a thousand times more dark. But really, really, really dark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I would give it a five out of five. I've totally one eighted on this. Like, um, I'd, I'd give it a five out of five for quality, but like... A negative 60 for like happiness. For cosy, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, probably gore. I'll give it a two. It's not that gory. No one, no one dies apart from the dog, which but I that didn't, didn't like make it when the dog me died. sad. I think if an animal, if a pet dies, the gore should be like infinity because it's just not. It's like, just bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And humor, humor, I'm giving it a zero. It isn't funny. I couldn't find anything funny. Like normally, <laughs> normally I find the humor in things, and uh, I found no humor yeah. because it's just really sad. But yeah, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely really well done film, and I have a lot more respect for it than I did when I first watched it. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Recommend ish. Depending on your current mental state. Recommend with a warning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, next week, we're going to do Creep 2. Ooh. We're going back to going back to uh, old Peach Fuzz. See what he's up to. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was hoping we might have something light-hearted. <laughs> I feel well, like I suppose that could be, he's could be couldn't it? Because that was quite funny. Actually. He's weirdly funny. Like, he's odd. Yeah. So, for next week, watch Creep 2. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horror Pod. And we are also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And also, we are on Buy Me a Coffee. If you want to make a request, if you want to listen, to our yeah. extra content on Twin Peaks. Throw us some money and you can. <laughs> Basically, yeah. We need to record the next one of that. Yeah, we do, yeah. At some point. Yeah. I need to sort my board out. not done that oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Might do the that this week. Board. Yeah, I might do that this week. I need to find Is my board. What's that thing where ladies plug the phone lines in? in um, like... Oh, like a switchboard. Yeah. Yeah. Kind That's of. not what I mean, but it just... It, yeah. I was thinking, is that called Yeah. It always makes me think of Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. Those cardboard things. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, for next week, watch Creep 2. Stay safe, everybody. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. 
Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.